So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Joe, 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 Joe. The Samoan submission machine is back in the fold of WWE. That is right. The Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe, is reportedly back in the good graces of WWE after recently being released. Where is he landing? What brand is he going to be on? What is his role? We'll get into that. All pink, everything on all red Monday night. Eva Marie, who's been uh, certainly doing a little social media interaction with us here at Sports Kita. She is set to re-debut with WWE. A lot to get into on today's Sports Kita Wrestling top story of the day. If you haven't done it already, hit the like button. Hit the share button. Link, you got to share it or you stink. Oh, I ask you. We need a boy from Nebraska. We got Jeremy Bennett. <laughs> it, it rhymes, so it feels comfortable. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm Kev Kellum. Jeremy Bennett, myself here, taking on the top stories of the day. Don't worry, Jose G will be back with us soon. Um, plenty to cover. We have a, a very big, busy news cycle here in the past week or so, right, Jeremy? We did. Oh a very, man, uh, we had one of the better WWE shows of the year. NXT Takeover in your house was last night. If you haven't checked it out, we did a post show of that. Uh, which is up now. I'm still trying to process how fun that show was. What a great ladder match we had last night as well. Yeah, it was a tremendous evening. And uh, just, I mean, you know, the the timing of everybody getting released and then mm-hmm. getting ready to get landed, it almost feels like a WrestleMania kind of news cycle with so much going on and all this excitement. And, uh, and uh, a big piece of that puzzle uh, kind of landed today, didn't it? Yes, it did. The report coming from PWI Insider, tip of the cap to them as always, one of the great sources in the world of wrestling media, reporting that Samoa Joe has been reacquired by WWE and he will join, rejoin NXT. Now, it is uh, kind of stated here that his role will not be a physical one. Uh, and considering what what, what you kind of dropped at the end of the NXT TakeOver with uh, you know general manager William Regal, uh, a, a wrestler in his own right back in the day, but has not really been a physical, rest- physical performer in more than, more than 12 or 13 years. Yeah. Uh, he's set to kind of either reduce his role or maybe his role changes on camera for the company. And it looks like Samoa Joe is going to maybe come back in that position. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we we talked about it in the post show last night. It was such an ominous end to a tremendous evening. You know, Mm -hmm. we we had so many highs on all five matches that occurred last night. And then, you know, you always you always say to yourself on an NXT takeover, don't let the banner fool you. You know, when that when that copyright banner comes up, because, you know, something might be dropping. And we were all waiting like is Joe because there was rumors that Joe was doing something he had meetings at wwe performance center last week so this lines up with that we thought he might attack cross while he's on the stage and boy would that have brought in a pop and and bust the internet wide open last last night didn't happen instead we get this ominous message from william regal to mckenzie uh just 
basically maybe saying goodbye, but uh, this thing with Joe is probably going to go one of two ways. Uh, Joe's going to replace Regal or Joe's going to become Regal's muscle. I'd almost rather see the latter. I would like to, Regal has been one of the best general managers in professional wrestling, uh, you know, over the past, you know, what, 20 years that they've had a general manager or Mm -hmm. something. I wouldn't really want him to step down or, you know, but things are chaotic. So what better way to fix the chaos than, than uh, maybe hire a, a Samoan submission machine? Well, I guess some people are already upset about it, and I have no problem taking people who I believe are not just hurt, but I believe but hurt uh, <laughs> about this news because there was plenty of people that saw Joe Lee, Lee get out of WWE. They saw these big names kind of get released from WWE in the last uh, few months and think, oh, wow, they're going to go to AEW or they're going to go to New Japan or they're going to go to this. And we already have somebody saying WWE's trash. WWE's trash. NXT was garbage. Well, you didn't watch the show. I know you didn't watch the show. You can't legitimately say it was trash. If you really like good wrestling, I think you know why. Yeah. So uh, Joe is in here. I mean, if you're AEW, if you're an AEW loyalist, you kind of have to be a little bummed out by this news. You were hoping for Samoa Joe versus John Maxley. Maybe you were a Ring of Honor fan. You were hoping he would pop back up there or uh, jump over to New Japan. This keeps him in the fold. Um, but it's also worth noting uh, this story is interesting because this isn't just anybody trying to bring him back. Mike Johnson, PWI Insider, who broke this story, once again, tip of the cap to him, uh, says that this was a move done by Triple H, uh, the, really the head of WWE talent and, uh, uh, and obviously the, the main figure head of main figure producer, executive producer of, of NXT to snatch him back and keep him within the WWE fold as opposed to letting him perform or do something outside of the WWE banner. Uh, quote, Triple H was the point person responsible who initially brought Samoa Joe into the company in WWE for NXT and at one point had even given him a pretty unique deal where he was able to continue working dependent dates, although it would later move to a traditional deal where he was exclusive to WWE NXT. I remember that. That was an interesting time. I remember um, uh, helping out on an AAW show uh, where Joe was involved and it was in that period and he, and he had a very, very unique position being on NXT at the time, which was still a network thing, was still exclusively like a network deal, uh, and and the cool hip alternative thing. It still is, but it's much bigger and it's a different it's different perception of it. Uh, Joe obviously Joe has changed, had a lot of injuries, went to the main roster, had some real setbacks, some big adventures there, some some challenging things, which were mostly related to injuries. And you know, the last time we saw him wrestle was in February of 2020, got a concussion while filming a WWE commercial, doing some physical stuff. Uh, you know, so he was doing the good company guy thing, you know, going out there marketing WWE uh, and gets hurt doing it, not even in a ring, let alone, you know, doing something else. Uh, then he makes the move over to commentary. People really, really down on Monday at Raw, but Joe's commentary was seen as this great um, emotional amp- amplifier to the, everything that was on the show. And then he gets let go. Uh, I mean, this guy was on WrestleMania and was let go. Like, he was on Wrestle- He was calling the show for WrestleMania. <laughs> he was in a rain. He was in a raincoat. And then yeah, he, he was in a raincoat. <laughs> he was in the storms, and, and that happened here. Uh, uh, Kim Gray uh, joined us. Thank Kim, uh, longtime follower of, of my work. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate it. I hope you're doing well. Shout out to Big Bo. Shout out to Big Bo. Big Bo Gray down, down there with you. Um, uh, Dan wants, has a question here. Can Joe still compete in the ring, or do we know if he, uh, he's been injured? You know, that was a question you and I were talking about before we yeah. were live here. Uh, it's not clear. As I mentioned, that injury there 
Uh, and he that wasn't just one injury. You know, he had he had a wrist issue, he had a pec issue. Um, you know, he had several different things since he's been in WWE. Also, this is a guy who is in, I believe, last time I checked, in his late 30s, early 40s. Uh, and time is something that WWE is starting to look at with their talent now. Uh, and, and it's, it's a challenging thing to tell somebody you can go, but can you go the way we thought you could, uh, can you, can you go at the rate that you once did before? Also, he wrestled in the early two thousands, a very taxing, aggressive style and did it as a big man. Yeah. He's 42 right now. And yeah, he has a lot of miles. I mean, he wrestled a lot when you look at Ring of Honor, when you look at uh, Impact TNA back in those days, he was a workhorse for TNA, uh, you know, and, and had some some very iconic matches throughout those times that you're gonna you you still see throughout these days on, you know, when Impact does their uh, Impact in sixty or any or their flashbacks when they do their regular access show, um, you know, and, and this could be a matter of Joe's own personal doctors maybe even saying, hey, not yet. And Joe, being as talented as he is, I mean, he did a hell of a job on the commentary table for Raw. There is no doubt if you have been paying attention uh, to Joe's work behind that desk, there is no doubt that he could do a, a tremendous job as either a GM or as the heavy for William Regal, whatever it may be. You never know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, you know it... it, it, it if he's maybe he's joining the commentary table, you know, and, and you know, four man booth might be a little a little too much. I, I don't I don't think it's a four man booth. I think I don't want to make it seem like it's so it's so simple. Um, shout out to Robert watching for the first time from Texas. Hope you're doing well out there, Robert. Um, we got some first time broskies. I like this. Some first yeah. time people we got Tom from Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina, throw <laughs> your hand up. Uh, I thought, in your hair, Petey Pablo. Did you I not thought, know you were getting a Petey Pablo drop yeah, here today? Right. Come I on. thought I honestly I thought you were going uh Justin Roberts for a minute there. <laughs> the old the old Kenny Omega entrance where he always throws in North Carolina for the hell of it just because of a, a Jordan reference. It means nothing. It means nothing to Kenny Omega, but he just has Justin Roberts do it for that. I don't mean to I don't mean to make it just seem so obvious, but I, I feel like Joe's role is to come in there and be an authority figure. Um, he can do it. He's imposing. He has he has the respect. You know he has the respect of other wrestlers as a veteran and a, and a former world champion. Uh, you know he has it. He's a former NXT champion, so him in NXT makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I like it. I, I just think there's a lot of people that are going to poo-poo on this story because they want to see the WWE disruptor. They want to see him come out there and say, screw you, McMahon. And like, not everything needs to be that way. And also, if it's all like that with people that leave the company, you know what that is? That's boring too. You yeah. know that that that's that's like that TNA stuff from like uh, the mid two thousands when they had some really exciting things, but the redundancy became everybody who's not in WWE comes here. And I think if you do that to AEW, it becomes really boring too. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. It, it would have been exciting to have him in AEW, that's for sure. But at the same time, if he's not ready to come back, why, you know, why not do something now that can still enhance any wrestling brand? And so, you know, wherever he goes, whatever he does, and whatever capacity it is, it's going to enhance the brand. And so, if it has to be a non-wrestling capacity right now, why not make it NXT? Because it, it just adds a whole layer. Uh, I mean, if you've been watching NXT, you see how frazzled Regal is lately because 
the uh, inmates are literally running the asylum. So, and they did like three different segments on this pay per view with him breaking up fights. Yeah, and they've and done a lot of him of William Regal breaking up fights I recently tweeted, too. Yeah, I even tweeted out like just a gif from Rick and Morty where someone's trying to break up a fight or something like that. And I was like, this is just William Regal's job now. And it's kind of funny that the show ends that way. Yeah. You know, that they that they went in that direction and they kind of uh, acknowledged it here. Uh, so a lot of people texting in here. Uh, uh, Joe's best run was when he was in TNA, says uh, Dan. Yeah, he had some great stuff in there. If you guys haven't seen his stuff in Ring of Honor, you're missing mm. out. Like the stuff, he, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe 2. I want to say in like 03, 04. I was at that show live at the Frontier Fieldhouse mm. in Chicago Ridge. One nice. of the best matches I've ever seen live. And also, it's worth noting, that match was not scheduled for that night. Something happened, and they had to do this match, which ended up being an hour-long Broadway. It's one of the best matches Ooh. I've ever, ever seen live. It's absolutely special. I love uh, I love hour-long Broadways. We don't get them enough nowadays. I yeah. remember I remember uh, uh, Ring of Honor, a great hour-long Broadway was uh, Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good stuff, man. Oh, boy. Five, six years ago, probably. Let's talk Eva Marie. Eva Marie, uh, quite the divisive figure in uh, in the WWE ranks. We know that she's been coming back to the company for a considerable amount of time. Oh, I want to say almost until like late 2020. Fall. Uh, yeah. The fall, it was known that she was going to come back. It was just a matter of when. People thought maybe the Royal Rumble, and they didn't do that. And they kind of held off until sometime after uh, WrestleMania. And uh, so she's been out of the WWE full for a couple of years now. And it's interesting to see uh, how she comes back in here now with these pre-film vignettes that are kind of like alluding to her still being this hyper hot supermodel character. Right. Uh, but kind of like a little bit of that, like social media influencer, like pseudo not spiritual speak. Right. Of I'm, I live such a fulfilling life. I'm so hot and successful and I can make you better too. And and they're, they're, it's not clear whether or not she's a baby face or a heel. And a lot, of, and there's been some indication that some people think she's coming in here as a baby face. Yeah, I think that's a trap, though. <laughs> yeah. We know, we all know, we all know she's good as a heel, and she's I great as a heel. She's gonna make it look like she's here for the betterment of of young girls around the world, but <laughs> I I think she's gonna pull the rug from under our eyes. Uh, 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 maybe not tonight, but maybe soon. <laughs> Uh, she is set for an in-ring return on Raw tonight. Uh, she will take on Naomi. I could see some. Uh, here's the thing: the people that are going to get really upset about this are gonna. They're gonna show up online tonight. Like, oh really, yeah, they're really gonna let her have it. And as much as people don't like it, I'm gonna say, guys, that's modern heat. That that yeah. that's that's getting you to be mad about a character in WWE and legitimately go and tweet about it is the idea of them it's a barometer like you're certainly moving the needle then no one's being quiet when even marie comes out that's worth noting we yeah. had bailey on here uh why respected a wrestler's wrestler bailey right uh and certainly can do the character stuff as well even marie is really just known for being a character and and not there's not many matches you can i don't think there's a, a many matches we can say that she did anything super uh, physical and no. she left the company and came in with the wave of total divas stuff and people think that's kind of passe we want women that are gorgeous that can wrestle you, you're just gorgeous right and you released all these great respected wrestlers and how do you dare you have her and it's more a response to the company right 
Uh, my thing is, I think Eva Marie and WWE can benefit from that and really bounce off of it. Uh, we've, we've had some great interaction with her. I assume we will have some great interaction with her again. She's been tweeting back and forth with Vince Russo, <laughs> uh, who is in the fold with us here at Sports Kita. He's going to be doing our uh, Monday Night Raw post show, Legion of Raw. And I don't agree with everything that Vince says, uh, but he certainly knows how to be provocative, right? And uh, this is a character he who knows how to be provocative, and he's been he's been saying this quite a bit. Uh, and I, I think there'll be something interesting here. Even Marie is going to beat Naomi tonight. People are going to be really, really mad, especially if they're Naomi fans. Uh, and we're going to see where this goes. But as much as people get mad about it, my thing is like, you're, you really care about a character. Yeah. I don't see you loving anyone as much as you hate even Marie. You ask any, you, you ask any pro wrestler, what's their biggest fear is coming out to silence. They don't care if they get booed. Because that the, they know that they've got your attention, you know, Baron Corbin, for example, he's one of the the most best pure heels we have, mm -hmm. we have in the WWE. Nobody cheers the guy; everybody hates him, but everybody has everybody reacts to him when he comes out. So, um, you know, I'll tell you what, with about Eva Marie, though, I mean, she was uh, improving towards the tail end, and and it almost seemed like there was going to be a, a kind of another run with her uh, since because she put in some work into the ring, but then all of a sudden disappeared so i you know i would not dismiss her as not being able to wrestle quite yet i i, I think she had been improving and uh, obviously she's been working for the past nine months or so uh since being under the wwe fold so i would not write her off until uh we get a few matches under her belt but she don't, bring don't tell the internet what they want to do that's true. don't tell the internet what they want to do <laughs> That's true, but at the same time, I think uh, the wait-and-see approach for her, but at the same time, uh, she has a wide reach in regards to uh, to eyeballs, and so that and that's what the WWE is all about. Yeah, I mean, she retained that big social media following when, yeah. uh, when she left the company and, and still has it, and there is something to be said for the influence of that, you know? Yep. But then WWE, you know, let somebody like Lana go, who has a footprint of a couple million people following her. You know, so what, what's to be said there? True. Uh, Keith Allen Baker says, if Eve Marie beats Naomi tonight, it is the end of the WWE. Pull the plug. Uh, pull the plug right there. That's yep. it. That's uh, We're 70 done. plus years. How, how, how many decades has company been going? How many? Yeah. That's uh, it. That's the end yeah. of it. No, you know, I mean, all, all the other all the other things that are negative that have happened did not uh, kill this company. But uh, even Marie with her hot pink hair winning a match uh, on Raw that is not on a pay-per-view, uh, not in front of fans. That's, that's the end of the company. Right yeah, re Return that billion dollar check to Fox. Return it. Uh, all of it. All the money goes back. Yep. All the money goes back. No, you cancel your tickets for SummerSlam uh, because even Marie wins a match and it's over with. Uh, so we did get some more kind of uh, some more rumblings kind of coming out of WWE's big announcement this past week in the past week and a half of them going to SummerSlam with Las Vegas. Uh, and this will be August 21st. This will run opposite a Manny Pacquiao fight at the MGM Grand. Uh, we do have some more details uh, coming out of Wrestling Observer this past weekend. The plan is for that show on August 21st to have it end in time that anyone who's going to both events that comes to Las Vegas can do that. It's worth noting. Uh, some people say, why would you run the same night as a big boxing event? Uh, most of those boxing events, because they want to be able to time it out on the West coast and air the main attraction of a pay-per-view boxing match uh, uh, for viewers on a central time zone and Eastern time zone, they'll air that quite late. And those cards usually don't start until 9 PM Las Vegas time, allowing them to air quite late at night on a Saturday night for a pay-per-view audience on the West and central time zones. 
so WWE could be starting their show oddly at five Pacific time to be able to get the show done, not run a four hour show, but run around like close to a three hour show and, and give people a little bit of a buffer time to leave the Allegiant stadium where they're running uh, and get to MGM grand, which is not that far away. Uh, interesting play here by WWE. Uh, it's worth noting WWE did not make the move for the 21st. There was some kind of uh, back and forth reported chaos and Matt man, Andrew Zarian, uh, he described chaos internally in terms of <laughs> setting on the date mm-hmm. uh, and that the stadium officials wanted to run the 21st, not yeah. run the 22nd as you know, WWE known to do. They know they run their pay-per-views usually on Sundays. Uh, what do you think of this here? Uh, obviously it's a, it's a big move by WWE. And there is WrestleMania-like plans for this year's SummerSlam. Yeah, you know, and, and and also, you know, a lot of times WWE has been running pay-per-views at at six Central, so that'd be four Pacific. So even if they run them at the normal time that they do, there's going to be plenty of time to get out of that stadium and head down to MGM. Uh, you know, you're you're not gonna you're gonna miss maybe some of the real early prelims, but there, there's there's you know there is clear easy logistics to be able to do both on that. Uh, I thought I, I I was surprised when I saw Saturday and 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 had no idea why but then realized uh, when that news came out that the uh, the um the, the stadium wanted it on a saturday i you know i honestly i, I don't mind it at all uh, i think it's kind of interesting to uh it, you know it, it may be uh uh may attract more people more people may be getting together and uh, doing a little package deal, a little wrestling and boxing possibly. And, and uh, with as big as they are planning on making this, as you said, uh, this is going to be WrestleMania caliber just because they didn't really get to have that, that big blow off, like, uh, you know, with the pandemic over the past couple of years. So um, I like it. Uh, you know, it, it may be not the, the, what the WWE is used to, but maybe it's something they could get used to. Uh, once again, thank you everyone joining us here. You guys have accepted the challenge. New viewers of telling us where you guys are watching from. And for our podcast listeners, thank you guys for checking us out as well. Go give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't done it already, uh, the audio of this available on Spotify on all your major podcast apps. Search Sports Kita Wrestling. All of our major shows that are on our YouTube or on our Facebook are there as well. Uh, if you haven't done it already, go to our YouTube, subscribe, and turn those notifications on. You can have it personalized so you get a lot of notifications or just some. Uh, and uh, let us know uh, how that works out for you. We, we, we will be live with Vince Russo after Monday Night Raw every week. We'll have unscripted every Tuesday. We have a big one this week with Savio Vega, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Also, one of the major WWE champions is doing an interview with us. Someone you will see tonight on Monday at Raw. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say who it is until we get this one in the can, but this is being taped by Rick Ticino, who's just been pulling in massive, massive names. And I expect that we will have that uh, for uh, Thursday's episode of Inside Cradle. Also, if you haven't checked it out, maybe you catch it up on SmackDown, get Smack Talk every Friday night into Saturday night uh, with Dutch Mantel. He told a story this week about meeting Stone Cold Steve Austin or wh- a man n- known at the time as Steve Williams and how they came upon the name Steve Austin, which was pretty interesting. And we'll get to that as well. Uh, so much to get into, Jeremy. I know you're busy. What are you up to, buddy? Yeah, man. Uh, we got ourselves uh, Lost in the Midcard is my podcast. Comes out every Thursday. Uh, if you just search for Lost in the Midcard on any podcasting platform or on YouTube, we got a video version as well. Uh, we record on Wednesday after Dynamite and come at you every Thursday. So check us out. Uh, you can give me a follow on the Twitter machine. Look at this. James Espanto. Fernando. 
Otaguay, who's always with us. He literally writes my plugs in the chat. I love you, James. I nice. love you. That I is, love you, dude. That is uh, brilliant. Right yeah, I, I'm quite, quite busy. I'm on the radio five days a week now on top of doing the, the hustle, hustle and bustle here with Sports Kita. You can hear me on the X 104.9 in Rockford, Illinois, and 97.7 QLZ Real Rock. Uh, and you guys can stream all that on the TuneIn app. Uh, all those uh, all those links are up on my Twitter, at Kev Kellum. I'll be doing a bunch of different comedy shows here at the end of June. I'll be performing at Zany's on the north side of Chicago on Wednesday, June 30th. I'll be at Riddles Monday, June 20, the first, the last Monday of June. I'll be there. Bro. And, and then same week, I'll be at Comedy Shrine in Aurora, Illinois. Uh, I'll be featuring there Friday and Saturday night, the, the first and the second. So if you're, if you're uh, in the Midwest, you know anyone, send them my way. All the links up on my Twitter, at Kev Kellum. Thank you guys so much for supporting everything we do. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and hit the like button on this video. If you're watching on demand, don't feel like you're out of the conversation because you weren't with us live. I go back in and we still continue that conversation with you guys as well. Even if you're just coming in and say, I heard that God on WWE. They're done. They're, they're done. They're done. They're done. They're no. done because they did this one thing I didn't like. All right, they're done, and, and they didn't think they didn't think to do the thoughts that are in my head that they don't know about that they have not put on television. So if they would just do the stuff that's in my head while I'm watching TV and put it on the TV, then it would be great. You know, shut it down, shut it down, like Ghostbusters, uh, shut it down. <laughs> All right, we will be back uh, tonight with Monday Night Raw. Vince Russo, Doctor Chris Featherstone, Legion of Raw. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is Jeremy Bennett. Which is that one thing? Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. <laughs>